the Jeep Talk Show. Now, two episodes a week. What? Two episodes? Okay. Yes, that's right. Two. Are you excited? I'm always excited when it comes out on Friday. It's actually a go-to podcast that I can actually listen to while I'm heading over to work or on my way home. New episodes every Friday and early Monday morning and time for your commute. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Hey, now it's time for me to remind you, please share information about the Jeep Talk Show with uh, friends. Family, friends, uh, people you're tapping to in the bathroom, I don't care where. Just anybody that will listen, tell them about the Jeep Talk Show. Try them to try it. Tell them to try it out just once, uh, and then, then they'll be hooked. Uh, don't tell them the hook part because, you know, you, don't, you never want to tell them they're going to be uh, go, being here every Thursday night, being in the Zoom room and all the other stuff. Uh, let them find that way uh, that they made a mistake by themselves. But uh, tell somebody, please. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never driven anything but Jeeps, this show's for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself, and sometimes it's me and Josh, hell, sometimes it's me, are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about Josh's sucky internet. God, that, that was of no good, very bad day. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Jeeper, I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I've got some Jeep news that will have you doing the Homer Simpson, oh! and I've got a great story of Jeepers coming together. And later, I've got a must-have that just might save your life. No, really, literally. And we've got a debate about LED headlights coming up, too, so stick around. Hey, everyone, it's Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama, and coming up on the next episode of Jeep Life, a must-do after a day of wheeling on the trails. Hi, I'm Tony, and I've done several modifications to the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator, but still have the factory tires. And you have yet to take a Sawzall to the thing, so <laughs> there's yeah, that. that's true. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Oh, and this week I've got uh, I've got a story for you that's going to hit you right in the feels. So last week on the same day as we recorded the Jeep Talk Show, several Jeep owners helped lead a Holbert, Oklahoma man who died from COVID-19 to his final resting place. Chad Disler's nine-year-old daughter asked for Jeep drivers to join the procession because she shared a love for the Jeep with her dad. She told us she wanted a million Jeeps to escort her daddy, so that's what we're trying to do said William Owen, Owensball. Uh, Owensball met the late Chad Dizzler through the group Rejected Jeepers. He said the group is like family, going on camping trips, spending birthdays together, driving through mud, and much, much more. But one thing he'll always remember is Chad's kind heart. Chad was a Jeeper who was always there to lend a hand, whether it was to guide you through an obstacle or tell you out of one. Chad died on August 11th from complications of COVID-19. He and his wife April have five kids, but his nine-year-old daughter Haley just loves Jeeps. This is a little girl who absolutely loves jeeping. She has been there for every run with the group and always wants to take a ride in everybody's jeep. On Tuesday, the group had organized about 40 jeeps for the procession, but hoped to have much more by Thursday to surprise the family. COVID has devastated a lot of people around the nation and around the world, really, and has definitely devastated this family. The Rejected Jeepers Club was just hoping to make this little girl's dream come true. The group also had flags made up for the procession to hang on the back of their jeeps, The flags had Chad's Jeep name, Insidious, on one side and a special message between April and Chad on the other. A special connection, built on four wheels, has turned into a promise to make a nine-year-old's wish come true. 
By the time of the funeral last Thursday, well over 100 Jeeps had answered the call. So, rejected Jeepers, would this be an all-Cherokee XJ uh, Jeep family? or Nothing but Patriots and encompasses, <laughs> actually. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of Jeeps. Uh, I've got a couple of pictures in the, in the show notes, uh, which you can see if you uh, head over to jeeptalkshow.com. Look, a, uh, look for the show notes uh, for episode 510. You can see what we're looking at as well. Uh, and what it shows is, a, uh, I'm assuming, a church or maybe a funeral service uh, property uh, whose lawn, yard, whatever, uh, grounds are about yeah. a third full of nothing but Jeeps. The roadway is completely lined with Jeeps. The parking lot, full of Jeeps. The driveway, lined with Jeeps. Uh, so, yes, this group more than came through uh, for, for this little girl and, and, and her family. Uh, so, a big one, big fat last Jeep wave to Chad Dizzler. Uh, the Jeep Talk Show remembers you. Yeah, it's a, that's a really sad situation, especially when there's uh, uh, children involved. Uh, and I really hate hearing about this. Josh, I don't know um, if you ever thought about I this I know five not. kids and only one of them was a Jeeper. I, that's, that's a shame. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, only, only, only one that we know of. Um, so uh, I don't know if you've ever, you ever considered this, um, the thought of having children. I was always concerned that something would happen to me. And I wouldn't be there for my children, and it—it's it, a real concern for an, for a for somebody for a, a parent. And uh, it, I think it was always a concern. But my my dad passed away from lung cancer uh, on Father's Day uh, when I was about twenty four years old. Uh, and of course, I was an adult, but it still hurt. It was still a, a huge loss to me. And uh, I'm just uh, very happy that I've been fortunate enough to uh, make it to uh, all my children being adults and. Uh, uh, being yeah. there for them. So I, if, for, if for no other reason, I feel bad because I'm sure he wanted to be there and see his children grow up and, and maybe buy the first Jeep for this nine-year-old whenever she got of age. So, oh, certainly. certainly. I can only imagine the, yeah, the plans that uh, will maybe never come to fruition. Who knows? Drown it once, shame on you. Drown it twice, shame on me. According to the DEC, the Department of Environmental Conservation, a man backed his Jeep and a boat trailer with a boat attached to it into Onondaga, Onaga- hang on a second, Onondaga <laughs> Lake. There we go. It's one of those lakes up by the Canadian border. I just know it. Onondaga Lake in central New York. Yep. See, there you go. Uh, it just all happened on Monday, August 9th. He missed the DEC boat launch by a whopping 50 feet and got stuck in the mud at the shoreline. The man's Jeep and the boat with the trailer were towed out, and he did not report the incident to the DEC's Division of Law Enforcement. I probably can't blame him. The guy was probably embarrassed. But then just three days later, on August 12th, the man successfully made it to the boat ramp of the boat launch, but didn't break in time and sank his trailer and the Jeep once more. The DEC says the man was allegedly intoxicated, go figure, and managed to escape the Jeep through the window. People witnessing this foobar untold, unfold, rather, of course, called 911. Environment, environmental Con- Conservation Officer Donald Damrath, uh, uh, along with Gettys Police and Onondaga, uh, that place, County Parks Police, responded oh my to God. the boat launch immediately. <laughs> the, the driver was charged with several violations of environmental conservation law and the state regulations after authorities observed a fuel spill and garbage from the man's Jeep polluting the lake. So you can bet he's probably going to be cited for that as well. Witness accounts aided to the investigation, and Region 7 spill response experts were called in, and NRC Environmental Services responded to contain the fuel spill. There is an ongoing DW High investigation into the incident as well. Shocking. Oh, my God. I mean, the thing that got me was, it sounds like he was driving the same Jeep the second time. 
So it was all yeah. it was all dried and, out and everything. Well, who knows if it was dried out, but it it was drivable, and he was driving it for the second time. I mean, yeah, that's the I think that's the most amazing thing to me. This picture's great. It's like boat float, Jeep don't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's the water is up past the uh, the the you know bottom of the windows. Oh, top uh, of the know, steering wheel, bottom of the windshield. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh easily. Uh, there is a ton of stuff floating inside the vehicle. I, yeah, it almost looks like the airbags are deployed, but no, that's just a bunch of garbage and junk that I'm sure is empty, floating around. Empty on the alcohol bottles. <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, lots of them apparently blocking the windshield even. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the picture, you know, says it is worth a thousand words. Uh, <laughs> that is just not how you do it, man. So, I mean, I, I get it. You know, not everybody is, is really confident with a trailer behind them, especially going backwards. It's that, that's very tricky and, and stuff for a lot of people, and, and a lot of people just can't do it. Uh, it, it, it takes seat time and a degree, degree of confidence before you know, you're know you really good at, at backing up a trailer. Uh, this guy is one of those that probably should have never hooked up a trailer to oh, that thing God. to begin with. So. Never back anything up. Yeah, this guy. One could definitely not parallel park, I'm sure. <laughs> Jeez. Well, the parent, uh, Jeep's parent company is uh, set to buy a new in-house finance company for a whopping $285 million. Stellantis said it plans to purchase First Investors Financial Services Group's parent company for about $285 million with the intention of creating an American captive finance company. Direct ownership of a finance company in the U.S. is a huge opportunity for Stellantis, who, when done with this deal, will be able to provide its customers and dealers a complete range of financing options, including retail loans, leases, and floor plan financing in the near to medium term. Jeep's parent company isn't messing around either, as they expect the cash deal for F1 Holdings Corp. to close by the end of the year. Stellantis is the only major, quote-unquote, automaker without a U.S. captive finance company. Ford has Ford Credit, GM has GM Financial, and there are others too, but some of you may even remember a time of Chrysler Capital, right? Remember that? That finance and insurance program involves a private label partnership with a company called Santander Consumer USA Holdings and isn't an in-house entity like the others. The contract with SCUSA is also set to expire April 30th, 2023. That's right around the corner. That doesn't mean that Chrysler Capital is going away completely. It's just likely going to see a restructuring to better fill in the gaps where this new finance program may need time to work itself out. So what will this mean for the average consumer? Well, in the near future, you can likely expect to see some new commercials and lease terms in the first quarter of 2022. Moving forward past April of 2023, we will likely see a major rebranding of the company's leasing options, and this may mean better rates or possibly even more options for the consumer. For now, though, if I was in the market for a new Jeep, I would definitely wait until prices come down and the waves from this chip shortage calm down some. It could mean the difference as as much as 10% or more in sticker price and maybe even a percentage point or two on a lease. Either way, stay in touch with the Jeep Talk Show for the latest on this and other Jeep-related news. You know, it, it just uh, it, it, it seems strange they didn't have a financing company because that's yet another way for them to make money off of uh, the, the Jeep sale or even sales of uh, not just Jeeps, but other vehicles that they sell, and including used vehicles. So it seems like a whole other revenue stream that they've been missing out on. It really does. And with as long as Jeep has been really the bolster for whatever parent company it's been under for, well, since the beginning, uh, I'm surprised that it, it hasn't taken upon itself to do this unto itself and have a, a Jeep standalone finance company. Um, I'm sure that the logistics behind something like that is just insane. I don't pretend to know anything about 
the finance industry as far as you know the making and the closing or the uh, combination of companies. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, it seems like that would have been a no-brainer decades ago. It's interesting that uh, one of our I financed the 21, 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator. Um, the only option I was provided was, I mean, I could get my financing anywhere I wanted to get it. Oh, but, sure, yeah. But, but at the dealership, uh, I was provided uh, financing from uh, SunTrust uh, Bank. And, uh, you know, that was the one they were dealing with. And it probably was uh, the local dealership, uh, the, the South Fork Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, uh, that, that, that they had done a deal with or something. But uh, Right. Yeah, it was probably a dealer network sort of thing. Yeah. So whoever is in that, I mean, it might be just a, a, a single, you know, one-off sort of entity. But generally, there is a dealer network where you'll have two or three dealers or even a state uh, worth of dealers are all in one sort of conglomerate or at least working together in some degree or fashion. Uh, to where they all are using the same sort of finance company. Um, it would make sense, at least state to state, as you know, things do change across borders, uh, at least somewhat. Uh, but uh, you know, what this is going to mean moving forward is is anybody's guess, as the ink isn't even dry on this yet. So uh, I'm sure a lot of things uh, will have time to change. You know, it amazes me that they're making money at all on these loans because I think the loan was like three percent, almost four percent, like under, but under four percent. And uh, yeah, but it's not. It's not. For, Per ticket price, uh, you know, margin that they're working with, it, it's it's volume. I mean, when you got you, oh yeah, you know, they have to be <laughs> selling literally you know millions of vehicles. Um, you know, they're 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 yeah, you have to you know cut down that 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 profit margin down to you know single digits. Uh, it's not like well, retail. That's, that's uh, just the way the interest rates are going right now. Interest rates are low. So, uh, but I remember years ago, uh, it's been a long time since I bought a new vehicle. I remember years ago, it was double-digit uh, interest rates, mm. and uh, you know, not not twenty percent. I mean, I'm suppose I'm sure there were some out there doing that. Probably the used cars were doing that, uh, and the shady uh, used car dealerships. But three uh, percent sure. is just like almost nothing. So uh, I, I encourage them just to make it zero because you know three percent is so oh, close sure. to zero anyway. <laughs> you know, you're almost there. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's right there while you're in there. Point and a half. <laughs> Well, if you've got a news tip response to any one of our stories, including this one, you can do that uh, by letting us know what you have to say by phone or by email. Any number of ways you can reach out to the Jeep Talk Show. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and you'll find out all the ways you can engage with the show. Oh, yeah. We encourage you guys to call into our voicemail. We've uh, we've had a lot of people not uh, that normally call into our voicemails. We haven't heard from you in a while. Uh, please call in. We love hearing from you. Love playing your, uh, your voicemails on the show. Positive or negative, we don't care. Uh, call in. I, I thought about calling in uh, after the internet went down last week, oh, that but I knew good. there was zero percent <laughs> chance of you getting that voicemail to get onto the epi- either one of those episodes. That's so, true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But still, would have been funny. <laughs> oh, I'm here! I swear. <laughs> <laughs> just, just can't get internet. I was hoping it was something simple, like you were going to go restart your uh, your router. And I, it would, it would that's come back what in. I was expecting too. I was like, "What did I forget to pay the bill or something? You know what's going on?" And I went. That's the first thing I did is I went in and and, and restart the router because uh, and that's 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 happened before, not necessarily during the show, but you know, I I wake up you know weekend morning, I'm sipping coffee, I want to read some news stories or something like that, and and all of a sudden I can't connect to my my local network, and it's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And Oh, okay. I just got to reset the modem, and here we go. Oh, and your life just completely changes when the internet's down. You know, you're you're sitting in the bathroom going, "I think the internet's still down. I think the internet. I can't. I know this is a so <laughs> on slow." On the couch, rocking back and forth in a fetal <laughs> position. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. 
like a meth addict thinking about breaking into the neighbor's uh, uh, mobile home for <laughs> for a hit. You got bars, man. You got bars. <laughs> I just need like two bars. Come on, just enough to tide me over. Eight hundred two eleven. Anyone? You're listening to a four by four radio network podcast. And we've got something for everybody at the 4x4 Radio Network, too. And if you've got, you know, buddies who are uh, off-roaders, but they may not be Jeepers, it's okay. It's not their fault. We've got something for them, too. Uh, all kinds of stuff over at 4x4radionetwork.com. On the Trail Podcast, Trail Chasers, the Center Steer Podcast, the 4x4 Podcast. We're there as well. Tons of great off-road shows, and it's all for free. No sign-up, no pay-to-play, nothing like that. And it's all at 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. Hey guys, it's Wendy. Um, just calling in to see everybody's doing and let you guys know we did make it to Battle Creek, Michigan. We've done the tour of Michigan and in Wisconsin and we're actually today, uh, as you guys are going to be recording in Milwaukee at the museum. So for the Harley Davidson. Had a really, really good time. Great ride. Everybody's doing good. Um, also too, just want to make a comment. I saw coming across Nebraska and Iowa, lots and lots of Jeeps with their tops off and doors off and now I kind of understand the allure of that because it's so flipping hot with the humidity. You have to have your tops off and you have to have your doors open. So kudos to everybody in that part of the world driving with their tops off. All right, guys. Take care. We'll check in next week. Bye. Well, yeah, I've always been a Texas boy. I've been living here in my uh, my here in this state my entire life and always on the southeast Texas coast. And I wonder about the, the northern folks, the northern states, about is it is hot uh, uh, that far north, and I think she just answered it. It's that's going to be horrible. I mean, you get the snow and the cooler weather sooner, but it, but during the summertime, you still get really hot. That's that's yeah, going to suck. Been baking up here in Oregon all summer. I, I don't think we've had a drop of rain in like a month. It's been weird. It's, oh my yeah. god, the suicide quota must be down. <laughs> <laughs> right, all this vitamin D going around. Everybody's happy. Well, not here in Portland, but that's for damn sure. <laughs> Next thing you know, they'll be voting Republican. <laughs> oh, if only. <laughs> well, Wendy's on. Wendy's uh, just finishing up her 2,500-mile single way. That's one way. She's still got another 2,500, 3,000 miles to go to get back a uh, trip on a motorcycle. Imagine doing that many miles on a motorcycle. Good that would Lord. be a lot of that. Uh, to me, that in my no, uh, I've only wrote, ridden a motorcycle a couple of times in my life. Uh, I've always loved the, the idea of a motorcycle. had fun when I was riding them. But the, the, the danger aspect of it is what always gets me. And uh, I hear so many, uh, I read so many motorcyclists talk about grass on the road. Uh, it's summertime. Watch out for motorcycle riders. And, of course, we don't want anybody to get yeah. hit or hurt. Uh, but I always think to myself, why don't you drive something that's bigger, that provides more <laughs> protection? Or like a Jeep. <laughs> or, yeah. It's open air. Or maybe or maybe yeah, take, Wendy. <laughs> or take your motorcycle off road where there's you know, you're not competing with multi ton vehicles, especially eighteen wheelers. So I, I, I know, I just don't get it. And it's probably because I, I I don't ride a motorcycle, but to me it just seems so dangerous. And some of the things that I've seen motorcycles do, motorcyclists do mm-hmm. on the highway while I'm yeah. hauling ass down the highway. I'm hauling ass. I'm not going I'm doing slow. 85, and you just passed me like I was standing Within still on one. a foot of my front <laughs> bumper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pal. More power to you. And, I, and it makes me scared for them because I don't want to be the one that was changing lanes at the last minute, not trying to hit them, but just because I couldn't see them because they're going so fast and they're so small. 
and all of a sudden I clip them, and I have a front row show of watching skin and bone uh-huh. being ground to a pub, a nub. Uh-huh. You know, I'm well, serious. Yeah, they call those riders who don't wear gear squid for a reason. Is because when they hit the pavement, that's what they look like. Is a squid out of water and skin's peeled back and muscle tissue and yeah, bone and just yeah. all that. Oh, and, and no, I've, and, I've been riding for 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 years, and I've been down once, and and it was a pretty nasty nasty wreck. I slid about forty five fifty feet, doing about forty miles an hour or faster, and ended up underneath the front of another vehicle. Mm. Um, and uh, and that was no fun. Uh, and then, I, I bet you they wanted you to work on it here. while you were in there. <laughs> hey, hey, while you're down there, let me know what the oil looks like. No, it was. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was fully geared up, helmet, gloves, as, uh, fully geared. So, I mean, it was on my way to work one morning, and and it sucked. I don't wish to go through that, and I don't wish anybody else to go through that. But had I not been wearing the gear, I likely would be sitting here having this conversation like I am now. Uh, thankfully, the only thing I, I ended up with was uh, shattering the distal phalanx on my left thumb, and uh, which still gives me grief to this day. Uh, but, uh, but no, I, I really thankful that's all that happened out of that whole wreck. Uh, but, but yeah, they, they say that there's two types of, uh, of motorcycle riders, those who have gone down and those that will. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the whole two wheels and gravity thing. And I, and I kind of, I, I can kind of uh, understand what you went through because I've uh, fallen down several times uh, driving really fast on a 10 speed. So it's almost identical. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> no protection, short pants. <laughs> So, Josh, let's talk to the folks about this uh, this uh, Jeep talk show. Yeah, Texas speaking about no, pr- no protection, let's just dive in <laughs> yeah, raw. To you the, cannot uh, come to this event with protection. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that kind of oh, event. Oh, God. <laughs> no, so uh, the Jeep talk show, in the 10 years that it's been around in, in, in whatever form we've been doing this uh, for, uh, doing at least one show a week, if not more, we finally generated enough revenue to fly my happy ass from Oregon down to Texas uh, for, for an event. And and this will be the first time that Tony and I have ever laid eyes on each other in person without a screen being in, in between us. So, uh, yes, Tony and I have known each other for over 10 years. We've been doing this for over 500 episodes, and, uh, and we've never met in person. Uh, so this will be the first time for that, and this will be the first time that you will have a chance, you the listener, you the jeeper, uh, to meet two of the four Jeep talk show hosts in one spot in one at one time. So we've got a uh, an event coming up uh, on September 18th, and is the Jeep talk show Texas event. And Tony, where are we going to be at? We're going to be at, at at some uh, some off road park uh, down there. Is that right? Uh, yes, Hidden Falls uh, Adventure Park. Oh, I'm you That's know I'm getting is. good. Falls. I'm not saying Hidden uh, Valley Ranch anymore. Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, Hidden Falls absolutely on beautiful off-road park. Uh, we uh, we recently interviewed uh, a gentleman uh, that works there that actually works full time. Uh, I know I remember we commented on that. Would how how nice would that be to work at an off-road park full time? Yeah, right. uh, in a beautiful part of Texas. Paid minimum wage. I, I'm just moving in. <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful part of Texas uh, near Marble Falls, which uh, is uh, is kind of near Austin and somewhat close to Dallas. Uh, but it, I guess it's not Marble Falls, Hidden Falls. I'm I'm getting the impression there's a there's lot, a lot of, of falling. Fall action going <laughs> there's on. There's a lot okay. of falling yes. there. 
<laughs> so, uh, but absolutely, absolutely beautiful countryside. Rocks, there's rocks. It's hilly. I wouldn't say that it is anything comparable to the mountains that you have in uh, uh, in California or other parts of the country. But, oh, for but I like at least some elevation. Yeah, change, sure. But, but for Texas, it's uh, it's some pretty good, uh, pretty damn good mountains. So uh, we've, uh, if you've been uh, keeping score, I, I went out there. About mid June, right after getting the uh, the Gladiator, I mean, I think I, I think we'd only had it about a week, and uh, just, just took a ride. Well, you and then, took the XJ out there earlier in the year, didn't you? Or, uh, or that last was year? probably about three or four years ago. God, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it was, and it overheated. Really? Yeah, it overheated uh-huh. getting there, and I only got to take it out to the park for about an hour, hour and a half before the park closed. Uh, but yeah, I definitely have been out there and have taken the the XJ out there before. But of course. Getting out there in the Gladiator is just so much more nice not having to worry about it overheating or getting there or getting you back home and actually getting to go off-road in a vehicle and have fun with the four-wheel drive. Anyway, I could just go on and on. Uh, It's just so much fun. But went there about mid-June, the the wife and I, and then uh, went back in, uh, um, I guess it was July that that it went back over there uh, as a uh, for the uh, the first uh, Jeep Talk Show Texas event and I think we had five people uh, show up for that event and then we tagged along with another group they invited us to come along so in total we had about 15 Jeeps in the run and that was really nice it was wonderful being there yeah. with a uh, NB uh, Trail Team Six a uh, a Facebook group that uh, I encourage you to to reach out to they have a public and a private page so you can go right over there to their public Facebook page. Uh, and they do a lot of stuff. Yeah, I've already I've already been banned. Sorry, guys. <laughs> they're they're I'm in kidding. the uh, kidding. they're in the New Braunfels area. That's the NB part, and uh, New Braunfels is uh, yeah, it's kind of like halfway in between uh, uh, the Houston area and uh, where uh, the hidden Hidden Valley is. So um, Hidden Falls. Yeah, I did it again. So uh, so that uh, they they go out. I think they went out there last weekend, if I remember uh, reading it correctly. And then anyway, in uh, in August, uh, Deadpool, uh, the salesman that uh, helped me get the the Gladiator, Deadpool Gambino. Yep, he uh, coolest he, name ever. He had a Saturday off. He's a salesman out at uh, Southwark. And uh, he is, wait. How did a salesman get a Saturday off? That, he was, that's in, that's unheard he was, of. He was sick. He was sick with the flu, and he was recovering, so he couldn't work that Saturday. So he was taking the opportunity to take a road trip. And yeah, he did. Uh, Don uh, Don <laughs> S, uh, Deadpool, and I uh, did a, uh, a, a a three-way jeep up there to uh, uh, Hidden Falls and uh, did the day uh, wheeling and uh, headed back home. So, uh, so did you guys did you guys meet up there or did you like meet you know at a uh, Waterburger or something like that someplace and then all caravan? We up there? we did better than that. We met at Bucky's, the Beaver Nugget place. And, oh, uh, the Beaver Nugget place. And, okay. And then we and then we rode up there. So yeah, we we caravaned up there. And I've never seen anybody. Like Deadpool is not a true Deadpool because the guy was driving sixty miles an hour up there in the left lane quite often. No. <laughs> What the? He was he was a leader. I wanted to pass his ass so bad. Like, come on, man! Come on, you got to keep up. This is the pace we're taking. So, but it was a lot of fun. Been up there several times right this year, many more times than I'd ever been uh, been there in the past. And we're going to be there again September eighteenth for the second 
uh, Jeep Talk Show Texas event, and it's going to be well our our, our guest of honor, our uh, uh, celebrity, our the talent that's going to be there. Of course, is Josh. This will be all everybody's uh, opportunity in the the Texas area. Or if you want to drive further, I, we got a couple of people. We got one person driving down from Michigan uh, to be at this event, Josh. That is just incredible. I, I I'm trying to figure out what I can do to to show appreciation for this person taking such a, a out of the way trip just to to come be a part of this event. And look, I mean, we talk about events here on the show all the time. Have for for over a decade. Um, about you know, people events yeah. that bring people from all over the nation and even out of the country, even. Uh, you know, I mean, the uh, King of the Hammers is, is just one such event uh, that brings people from all over the place. Um, and so not that <laughs> not that the Jeep Talk Show Texas event, too, is going to be anything to compare against King of the Hammers. Uh, but nonetheless, it, it's, it's still an event that we're putting together. It's all got to start somewhere. Right. Uh, so this is this is really cool. You know, you can say, who are we? What are we doing this? Nobody's going to be interested in this. Why would we even do this thing? Because it's just silly. We're no, we're nothing special. Well, I'm sure that's what uh, what people were saying at King of the Hammers before it was called King of the Hammers. When it was just called, right. let's go outside and de- go out in the desert, beat the shit out of stuff, and drink a lot of beer, and then it became <laughs> King of the Hammers. <laughs> So, uh, I, I mean, I'm not looking at trying to do anything spectacular, but you know, you don't know. You have to try. No, but we did have a, a, a partial uh, corporate sponsorship, uh, at least for this event through through Nexon, yeah, and, and Nexon. That, that's really cool. I mean, and, and all that's, again, it's got to start somewhere. So, yeah. And there was no begging. You know. that, there was no begging about that. It was just like, hey, uh, Paul, would you like to come out? You know, you're getting a new Gladiator. Would you like to come out and be part of this event? And uh, he says, uh, uh, we'll love to have to check and see if it meshes up with my schedule. But uh, in any event, uh, I'm happy to pay for the food. So, you know, buy everybody food that's going to be there for Nixon. I mean, from Nixon. And- he didn't realize what he was talking about. He doesn't know just how much <laughs> I can eat. <laughs> <laughs> but there was no hesitation there at all. So that's the, that's the great uh, support that we have from, from Nexon Tires. And, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, Josh, but we have a few listeners uh, more than well, actually more than a few that have purchased the Nexon tires based on us talking about it and uh, are really enjoying Heck, the we've got Rodian MTX. We've purchased a, an entire Jeep from listening to this show. That's so very true. you know, yeah, very true. <laughs> not more and more than once actually. So, yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised. The 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 MTXs are are, are the the Nexon Rodian MTX are are a pretty impressive tire. Uh, and I can't, I can't wait to get them on, on my Jeep. I have a set. Uh, my Jeep is, is currently getting rebuilt. Uh, the engine being getting rebuilt right now. So uh, yeah, I will be running them in the very near future. Yeah, we're all very anxious to hear what you think about them. Because, you know, you have a lot of wheeling experience. And, of course, the wheeling in uh, Oregon is going to be a bit different than other parts of the country. Oh, yeah. No, I can't wait to run them in the snow up here see how they do. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, September 18th, uh, Josh and I will actually be there on Friday, September the 17th, because that's when his flight is going to be coming in. I'm going to pick him up, and then we're going to drive uh, from the Austin airport to uh, Marble Falls, or specifically to uh, Hidden Falls Adventure Park. And uh, we have a, a bunkhouse uh, rented, which we're going to need to talk about, Josh, because uh, I need to get some sort of bedding material, because I think it's just, you know, wood bunks. 
We're going to put something down uh, on there. So, uh-huh. I don't know. So, I mean, you can bring a sleeping bag and a pillow. Well, I don't know because, you know, they charge for everything in their mama uh, on flights these days. So, it probably yeah, and I was be, only planning on bringing a, a single carry-on. That's what so. I was thinking. Yeah. So, I would I would plan on doing that. I wouldn't plan on uh, bringing the other stuff. So, we'll, we'll have a little offline chat about what your requirements might be, you know, being the talent sure. and all. Uh, what color M&Ms and stuff. That, uh, that you want but specifically <laughs> only green m&ms <laughs> i was just thinking about getting some of those pads that roll roll out you know some pillows and that type of thing i got plenty of room in the uh in the oh gladiator. you said pads that roll out my mind went to like puppy training pads and you know <laughs> josh you got to pee on the pad by the door <laughs> that's where you go don't bring that chain and collar through uh <laughs> through tsa <laughs> It's oh, not man, that I've kind been doing of event. The show way too long with you, brother. <laughs> I've been doing the show way too long with you. So I would imagine that uh, we're going to be getting together right there around the bunkhouse uh, Friday evening. Maybe having uh, you know shooting the shit. Uh, maybe uh, there's a little fire pit out there. So if you guys would like to join in on uh, a, a campfire side chat, a, not a virtual one, but a literal one, uh, you, yeah. you might want to think about uh, Friday evening and then certainly Saturday evening because. Uh, Josh and I will be there uh, Friday, Saturday, and then got to get you back to the airport Sunday morning, Josh. So, uh, well, yep. I think it's actually Sunday no, afternoon, but we're gonna we're gonna get over there early because I don't want you to uh, have to stay at my house. Uh, nothing personal. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't want to feed you. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> so please come out and join us if you can. There's plenty of time. It's uh, it's it's September now, so it's only about uh, sixteen days away. So a couple of weeks, plenty of time to yeah, make plenty uh, of time to uh, yeah to plan and uh, you know request time off, all all that sort of stuff. And if you want a little bit more information about this, uh, you know it's going too fast, uh, you know through the headphones as it were, through the speakers, uh, and and you you know you maybe just want something uh, in print as it were. Email the show. Yes. Uh, just email the show, and and we'll get that information out to you. The dates, the times, uh, addresses, you know, all that sort of stuff, uh, and you can better plan uh, to uh, come out and meet us. Yeah, and I will be sending out some information here shortly about uh, uh, what uh, who you know if you're coming, uh, you know, how many breakfast tacos you want, uh, how many, uh, how much the 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 because we're going to be trying to do breakfast and lunch there. So uh, that that information, we're going to be collecting that information, trying to get an accurate headcount so we can get the proper amount of food for everybody. So uh, there'll be uh, more information there. But email, sending us an email is a great way to let us know that you're you're either going or thinking about it so we can make sure we can include you in that information. And you don't have to RSVP or anything yeah, like that, yeah. um, as it were. You just want to show up Friday or Saturday, uh, you know, or whatever it is. Uh, by all means, you know, we're going to be there. So, uh, and if you're within driving distance, we encourage you to be there too. You just won't get any food. Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Gladiator. You know, it's hard to believe that uh, the, the Gladiator guy fought uh, the Joker guy that was, uh, you know, played the Joker years later. Oh, God, he was a, you're right. He was a lot more badass, <laughs> I think, as the Joker than he was as the uh, uh, the king or whatever. Put it, uh, put it into that perspective before. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, it's been pretty quiet on the 2021 20, Jeep Talk Show Gladiator mod- modification front. I've done the two-inch Mopar lift. The Motobilt uh, Crusher Stubby Front Bumper, Warren T- 10K Winch, 
uh, Fab Fours, Rock Sliders, Motor Built Crusher rear bumper, not to mention several upgrades on the inside. Mopar Trail Rail System, Mopar uh, Floor Mats, High Lift uh, Trail Rail Mount System, 48-inch High Lift Jack, red of course, even a Rotopax Trail Rail Mount and a 2-gallon uh, gas container. Uh, gee, what am I missing? Oh yeah, tires! <laughs> I'm still running them stinky, smelly uh ats and they're actually all-terrain tires josh they do oh, not they look, are they do not no, they don't look they, like all they terrain. look like a highway tire they look like an ht yes uh, yes I, I did not think that those were all terrains those uh, are special geez. that's part of the the max toe package you get the the fancy all-terrain tires oh you know what it is they probably have like a d or f rating or something like that so they have you know really really thick sidewalls or, or something yeah, so yeah, they don't look well. it though. There, there's nothing. Well, you doesn't look off road at all. You've had them off road a couple few times now. I, I forgot if I've asked you this question. Have you aired them down yet? Uh, the the last two times I went, I did air them down. Uh, the the time before last, I think I only took them from forty one to thirty, uh, and I think this past time I took them down to around twenty two or something because they did fine. Uh, you know, at thirty, and also too, I found out there's an airing station. Uh, at the park uh, that was really easy to air them back up, which was another concern of mine because I don't have onboard air. And uh, it was real easy to air them back up. So, yeah, uh, um, uh, if I can ever get the uh, the Nexons on there, the 35-inch Nexons, they're going down to 14 PSI, and uh, I won't won't worry about airing them back up at all. It'll be really easy to do there at their uh, airing up stations. That's great and all. I, I, I just now thought about this. You actually have an ARB air compressor uh, that is set to install in the XJ, but I'm wondering if now it may not have a home in, in, the, uh, in the JT. It does. Uh, it's a Avaya Air 100% duty cycle uh, okay. uh, uh, air compressor. And uh, I was, uh, while I was installing the, uh, the bracing, the mounts or whatever for the, the wraparound portion of the Motobuilt bumper, uh, I yeah. noticed there was quite a large area there available that I think that um, um, five-gallon air container, is it five? I can't remember if it's if it's that big. Anyway, whatever mm-hmm. via like air, two, air container I have, I think I'm able to... Huh? We're not... Cylinder, the cylinder style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I may be able to mount it up underneath there, and if I can, uh, then I can... Uh, sure, I can find a place even in, inside the... the, the the bed area of the of the gladiator to mount the via air system and then with the with the via air 100 percent duty cycle air compressor that tank then you know what else that means that i can do oh yeah air lockers but install the air horn air oh the air horn (laughs) i forgot about the air horn get your priority straight That's right. Well, geez, I mean, you had it for, I mean, like, I don't know, eight years or more, at probably. Least, uh, yeah, at least. Yeah. I think I bought all that stuff about the same time. <laughs> it is It is installed in the XJ. I just hadn't done the wiring yet because oh, okay. I was going to have to run a uh, pretty good size uh, uh, wire all the way to the, uh, up to the battery area. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking is, is doing it there. Maybe put a fitting someplace, uh, a quick disconnect fitting for the airline so I can mm-hmm. uh, hook it up and then get to the tires, maybe even a four-way so I can hit all the tires at the same time, uh, depending on uh, how well the air compressor can handle that much. But <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are things that I'm looking at doing, and uh, the, air for- the air-, air horn will be a lot of fun. Yeah, it will. <laughs> they always are. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, I got notification today, uh, actual phone call uh, from uh, Nexon Tire USA, 
that did you the, ask him if his ears were burning because we were literally <laughs> talking about him not 15 minutes prior to you telling me that that you just got a call from paul from nexon <laughs> i called him up because i'd sent him an email uh first part of the week uh because they've been having trouble getting those tires in that's a korean company and they've been <clears throat> having trouble getting the tires in because so many people want to buy the nexon rodeo and mtx's and they're having problems uh, shipping problems as m- most people are these days so i uh, i went online to see if i could find an online tire service that carried them and i i, I wanted to just get a final answer from uh nexon corporate if they were going to be able to provide the tires or not, because I want them for this event. I, I don't want to go back out there with uh, ice cream tires. And I don't know if everybody gets that reference. That was something that we did way back in the uh, the, the 80s when we were uh, people were modifying engines and doing traction, uh, traction bars and all this kind of stuff, and they were driving around on ice cream tires. It's kind of like the tires that ice cream trucks had, had on them or something. But anyway, yeah, I, I can see by your look, you're going ice cream, ice cream tires. So another timely reference on roller roller skate wheels. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, I got a call back today. I mean, actually, I called Paul because I hadn't heard from him. And uh, the answer that I got on the phone was I just wrote your name down on a sheet of paper. And I thought to myself for a second, I went, nine, seven, six numbers never call you, do they? I mean, it's always (laughs) you always call them. (laughs) No, it's on the cease and desist uh, list. I said, reminding him to file that restraining order. I paused and I said, what? He goes, I just wrote your name down. And he goes, can I call you back in 10 minutes? <laughs> I went, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> How so, about that? So there was something he needed to do for me. He knew he needed to do something for me. And it was Thursday and he hadn't done it yet. And he was like, I got to get this done. So when I called him, it reminded him. And uh, sure enough, uh, in, in just... Uh, an hour and 20 minutes, he called me back. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes. <laughs> to let no, me, he's, a, he's a busy guy. He's I very mean, he's, busy. He's yeah, very I'm busy. I'm surprised he even took your call to oh, begin it, it, it always surprises me. <laughs> he's, a, he's really a good guy. Uh, and uh, so so nice for trying to help out the show and doing all these things. Uh, I love giving him a hard time. But <laughs> you ask Cody. Cody loves giving Paul a hard time. Uh, anyway, so, uh, he, he, he called me back and he says, good news. We're supposed to get a shipment within a day or two. So I could be seeing the Nexon tires, five of them here within the week. So the, the gladiator may actually look like something that's not, <laughs> was modi- actually modified in, re- modified yeah, in no, reverse. I always start with wheels and tires in a modification, or maybe a lift wheels and tires, but not all this, and still be running the the stock and wheels. Still be running stock, yeah. yeah. So, but now that was another question: Are you are you going to be running the stock wheels still? Yes, yes. Or are you going after market? Oh, you are going to be sticking with stock. Okay, that because that was a question. I, I I think a couple people have uh, have emailed that in. I've been asked that question: Is Tony going to be going with aftermarket wheels if he's going to be going with the Nexon Rodian MTXs. Uh, and what do you know what size you're getting? Can you share that with the, with our listeners uh, sure. so they have some reference? Yeah, it's 35, uh, 12 and a half by 17s. So, for uh, some reason, I was thinking you were going to have to go metric. Well, I mean, I can convert it for you. No, I mean... <laughs> 
I was figuring it was going to be like, you know, a 315 or, you know, something like that, you know, or, or however that the metric stuff works. I think 318 uh, is, uh, is what uh, 35s are, depending on what the, the ratio is, of course. But uh, I was looking that up because there was still some uh, online tire things that were the only metric, and I had to dig around to, to find the ones that were in inches. But but that's what, uh, on, on the Nexon site, they literally have uh, the inches and the metric stuff. So, so for the the all the off road tires, it's it's pretty much imperial uh, measurements. I don't think there was any uh, metric uh, measurements for those, or there could be for off uh, for overseas or something. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, and 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 th- to answer the question, uh, in like a, the future is yes, I will be getting uh, new wheels, but I didn't see huh. any reason to do that right now uh, because the wheels are very expensive. I don't know which ones I want. Uh, I might want to get uh, bead locks, but but from, they may get very much more expensive depending on what you want. Yeah, and 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 besides all that, uh, I, d- I don't want to make a quick purchase. I want to have some time to. I Use know the Nexon tires, uh, the Rodian MTXs are the right purchase, and we're talking about a seven and a half inch wide rim, uh, and uh, at least the thirty threes were about uh, the thirty three inch Nexon Rodian MTXs relaxed, you know, not on a wheel measure about mm-hmm. nine inches from bead to bead so you want a wheel oh, okay. so they should be able to fit on the seven and a half inch yeah and they'll be sucked in a bit so my goal in the future will be to get a 17 inch rim that is nine inches wide or maybe even eight and a Good half luck. huh i'd say eight inch i think you should be able to i, I haven't seen the odd numbers i've seen uh, I've, I've seen, seen eight I've and a half eight, and i've ten. seen nine no i've seen eight and a half nine and of course ten because oh, ten is what okay. i have on on the xj but i remember right. don Exal- sitting down with don alexander uh at uh, lunch one day uh, while i was there in big bear lake and we went over this and he he actually was the one that t- told me get the tire not mounted measure across when it's like relaxed not on anything not pulled or stretched or anything yeah and that's the size wheel you want to get because when you air down if you're not uh, pushing on the bead or pulling on the bead because of the tire size, the tire width, then you're less likely to break a bead uh, with low air pressure. So uh, I remember that, and that's what I'm going to try to do. And that's the other part of it, taking the time to find the right size uh, wheel. Oh, and backspacing. My God, the backspacing yeah. information. Critical. Oh, oh my Critical God. measurement there. <laughs> So there's some yeah, people I, I want to check with about backspacing because you don't want to spend three hundred dollars for a stinking wheel and then find out you got the wrong backspacing a wheel. Yeah, a exactly. wheel. Yes, exactly. So yeah, very excited about the tires because if nothing else, it's going to be make it look uh, really like an off-road vehicle. Well, and it's going to be a game changer off-road too. I've been very happy with the off-road capabilities of this thing uh, with the the uh, as I call them ice cream tires. It, it has done very well i got i slipped one time going up a muddy surface which the M, which the mts would have uh, made a big difference uh in, oh, yeah. in, c- certainly but uh i've got a lot of i got a lot of uh, rock rash on those wheels too it, i thought that was pretty funny uh not horrible right. but a lot more than, more than i've gotten on any other ones oh sure so looking forward to it. Uh, going to have them on. Uh, either Nexon is going to come through uh, getting them here, or I'm buying the set because <laughs> I want one them, way or another. I want them on, be on for the the September 18th event. If nothing else, I want them for the pictures. I've done. I put a lot of stuff onto this thing. It looks 
so cool and the bumpers are just beautifully built and look even better no your rear bumper by the way and i don't think i've said this on the air yet and by the way if you haven't seen these pictures i'm sure tony's got them up on the instagram for jeep talk show uh, i'm sure they're they've been posted on our facebook page as well uh but the treatment that he's done to that rear bumper for for the 2021 uh jeep talk show gladiator is really quite impressive uh, I like the way that you've you've sort of done with the uh, the, the red and the black together. I, I didn't expect you to go that far with the with the paint scheme on this, but it works. It works really really well. It's very tasteful and uh, and very well done as well. I, I think I, I used the words professionally looked looked professionally done rather. Yeah, and uh, but there was no hookers involved. It was all just me. Uh, and uh, the the they made it and really no powder coat. No, it's no, it's just rattle can. So the the thing that uh, that made it really easy to do those red accents, all those pieces are separate from the bumper, and you have to mount them. Oh, on really? The I thought they were welded in. No, I'll be no. So they make it really simple. They're all laying there. All you got to do is prep them and paint them. That's how you did it. Yep, so exactly. it was easy. All right. See, I'm giving you more credit than you deserve. <laughs> oh, well, that's always the case. <laughs> But it does. It, lo- it looks really nice. And the thing I was really uh, thought really looked cool was they have an insert for the factory uh, trailer hitch uh, with, uh, with the, the seven pin and the three pin or the five pin or whatever it is. And that thing fits into that plate. And that the cutout for that plate is probably a half inch, a quarter inch uh, bigger than the plate that goes in there. So not only is there red accents on the other parts, there's even a little red accent around where the the factory. Oh. Yeah, where the fact you'll see it, you'll see it. Where the factory uh, trailer hitches. Picture, so yeah. that'll, that'll be so a nice it's like, Wow, that's really cool. Somebody even gave me a hard time for the uh, the spring that I was doing on those pieces because I wasn't even doing back and forth. I was just shaking the can to try to get all the red oh, paint out of on. it. <laughs> <laughs> it turned one out last really, drop. Come on, yeah. one more coat. It turned out really well. So <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's the update for the uh, the Jeep Gladiator. Uh, it's it's been a great vehicle. I'm really impressed with it. Uh, it's got like three thousand miles on it right now, and I think I've driven twelve of those three thousand miles because my wife drives that thing every time she leaves. She she oh. takes the Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the TJ just sitting there rotting now. I've got it on the uh, the trickle charge. <laughs> uh, it's in storage. The, oh, uh, the, the the TJ is out of uh, uh, out of um, what do you call it, inspection, and she she does not like driving things around that she can get pulled over. They never do oh. anything to her. So we gotta I gotta get the uh, I gotta tighten up the the emergency brake and then. Uh, uh, get it uh, inspected, and then uh, then I'm sure she'll she'll drive it. She really loves her her, her TJ. So, yeah. but it's not it's not it's not comparable to a new vehicle, of course. So, well, it doesn't have that new vehicle smell. And uh, the uh, I noticed too that with the two inch Mopar lift, uh, it is the Gladiator is as tall as the TJ's, uh, and and both uh, my daughter Mandy and I know my wife because uh, uh, I put it on. Uh, have a four inch lift on the TJ uh, on 33 inch tires. So with with 32 inch tires on the Gladiator and a two inch Mopar lift, uh, the the hood is up higher uh, than the TJs, but the roof line is is almost level. So when I put the uh, the 35s on there, it'll it'll be uh, noticeably noticeably taller than the TJs. 
Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show has been my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast. been a lifelong Jeeper myself. Continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, advice, and learning. Calling all rat bastards, and especially uh, those of you that are infectious agents or want to be infectious agents, uh, we do know about your orders, and uh, we've been having a few technical issues here with uh, the computer and the scanner and uh, the printer and uh, oh my, uh, to get those things printed, but they will be printed very soon. I've been working through those issues. I think I got most of them solved, so we should be getting those uh, toe tags out to you. Uh, I'm hoping uh, uh, either the weekend or the first part of uh, next week. So uh, keep keep looking, and uh, if you're curious about it, uh, please feel free to email me and, and ask me what the hell's going on. Where are they? I want them, damn it. There's uh, Jeeps out there to infect. So, uh, but they are coming, and, yeah, are. and if you want to, uh, if you want to help, uh, for, for those of you that are already infectious agents and you have been uh, infecting Jeeps out there, you've got pictures of it, uh, you know, we're on the TikTok now. It's, it's free if you want to go over there and... Uh, Post up your uh, your rat bastard uh, toe tags infecting jeeps. We'd really appreciate it, and it would go a long ways to uh, informing people about the show. I've been uh, chatting with people on TikTok, and uh, they say, "Oh, Jeep Talk Show. Uh, what, what, what what's that about?" I say, oh, "It's a it's a show that we've been doing for ten years." And they're like, "Oh my God, ten years? You're kidding me! I never heard of it." I said, "No, I know. That's one of the reasons why I'm here. Anybody that you tell." It's going to make a huge difference to the number of people that download the show and uh, more events in the future, I would think. Uh, the more people we have, the more people uh, we can uh, uh, have fun with on these events and going more places because we're not always going to be going to uh, Hidden Falls. There's many other places. There's many other states that have great wheeling that I would love to get to and uh, meet our listeners. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that email from the Red Rock four-wheelers to uh, ask us to MC the next Easter Jeep Safari. But, you know, Man, whatever. You don't know. It could happen. And certainly uh, <laughs> uh, with uh, with Starlink and uh, the ability to uh, have uh, internet yeah. anywhere in the world, uh, from high-speed internet anywhere in the world, we could make it happen. So uh, for not a lot of money, it just uh, requires, a, requires support. It'd be a lot of fun. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And Josh, about taking off in the middle of the show last week. Uh, yeah, I'm not buying not that. that you lost internet <laughs> service. Come on. I use Infinity, and I've never... <laughs> ah, just kidding. I made a top three list of why Josh... Might not have been in the show last week. No, no, no. He needed to file another fake insurance claim. Come on, nobody gets the same car stolen that many times, really. Number two. A cat walked across the keyboard and disconnected the call. That's about as believable as getting your car stolen multiple times. <laughs> Number one and a half. The Amazon sale of Bane masks was about to end. He had to act quick. Number one and Josh was abducted by aliens and detained for probing. Number one. <laughs> 
<laughs> Josh had a better offer for some probing, if you know what I mean. I hope you know, Josh, I'm just kidding with you. I love you to death. Well, that's not, <laughs> that's I'm not why I'm calling. I'm well, calling to tell you, I used to be indecisive, but now I'm not too sure. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, I'll chat at you later. You have a good one. Bye. And I'll just mention, I think uh, everybody in the Zoom room knows, Nikki G is actually in the Zoom room tonight, so that's another reason why you should come to our Zoom meetings, because you can actually t- just contact Nikki G in person and ask, just ask him, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, show us on the, on the bad Jeep where it touched you. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, if the, if we ever do a best of Nikki G reel, uh, this will be in the top three. I think that that was a good one, Nikki. Uh, I, I love the whale song. That that will be always be my my top one. <laughs> He's made me fall out of my chair once. I think so. Oh, that's right. Uh, you know, I think that uh, there might be actually a lawsuit because of uh, what was it? Finding Nemo. The uh, Dory did the whale song thing. She was talking to the whales. Oh, and it, yeah. it may have been because that was we did the whale yeah. song with Nikki G a lot. No, so, a lot never before. mentioned the, the term Pixar before. Yeah, yeah before a reason. Fix, pick, before Pixar was even a thing. So I think there's a copyright violation there, uh, Nikki G. I, I would go for it. You can listen to the Jeep Talk Show live. You never know what will happen or where the conversation will go. We can only hear you. Uh oh. So you're actually getting the best part of the show, is what you're saying. Uh, Oh, yeah. Join us every Thursday night and be part of our virtual campfire. It's the Zoom People Fall. Or whoever the spokesperson was. (laughs) We're starting our own Zoom People podcast. (laughs) Follow us on Facebook and know when and how you can join the conversation. Was it an accident or was it on purpose? You know, we've been having fun with the Zoom uh, Zoom room and the Zoom people uh, for a long time now, for almost as soon as it started, because uh, I think that was only like maybe five five times we'd use the Zoom room uh, when we had that uh, that fun uh, with them. They're, everybody on there is uh, very imaginative and uh, very funny. You need to get in there and listen to the conversation that uh, goes on while we're recording the show. Well, I would, but I've got the show to do, so, you know, there's that. It's- I think there's a few of them there that would like to change places with uh, with the host so they could do the show. And uh, they, uh, yeah. they, they do believe they could do it better, I promise you. You must have needed this every day. I need it! It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. You know, in the last couple of few episodes, we've talked about, you know, personal preparation and how to keep yourself alive when uh, out wheeling in the wilderness. And one of the things that I mentioned was a thing called life straw. And, uh, and I thought I'd put it into this segment here because it's one of these essential items that I think regardless of whether or not you wheel in the, uh, in the wilderness or you find yourself, uh, you know, a day's drive from civilization or anything like that all too often, uh, it's one of these things that I believe anybody should have. Uh, regardless, whether it's in the vehicle, whether it's at home, uh, whatever. The Life Straw is an advanced water filtration system. It protects against 99.999999% of bacteria, <laughs> including E. coli, salmonella, and more. It also uh, filters out 99.999% of parasites, including Giardia and Cyptospidordium, or whatever that is. is nasty type? stuff. It also uh, filters out 99.999% of microplastics as well as sand, dirt, and cloudiness of any kind whatsoever. Ultra light and very durable, the Life Straw weighs less than two ounces, so you can pack it pretty much anywhere. You throw it in your back pocket and you won't even know it's there, without the need for electrical power, batteries, or even replacement parts. 
The long-lasting internal membrane microfilter will last up to 4,000 liters of water. That's enough drinking wow. water to keep a single individual alive for over five years. The flow rate is three, liter, three liters per minute by suction. Put this into perspective. Could you drink three, three one-liter bottles of water in a single minute? Let's try! <laughs> I just uh, created the, the next uh, internet thing. Uh, LifeStraw meets US EPA and NSF P231 standards for the removal of bacteria and parasites. It's also BPA and chemical-free. And if the capabilities and price tag aren't enough incentive for you to get one of these uh, for every member in your family, uh, your purchase also has an impact. For every LifeStraw purchased, one child in an underdeveloped third world country will get one year of safe drinking water. So it comes in available in one, two, three, and five packs. The, uh, the link that we'll have in the show notes for this episode is for the two-pack, uh, which is only, well, it's less than $33. $33 gets you two of these life straws to keep you alive for five years, regardless of what the water grid is doing. You know, I think I bought uh, some of these, and they were 20 bucks a piece off of Amazon. But uh, when I saw this 32 I was going to say, hey, that's not right, because I can get them cheaper at Amazon, but that's a two-pack. Uh, that is a two-pack. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm curious now what I actually paid for uh, for the ones. We've had them for a while. I think I got them these, uh, a few uh, a few years back whenever a hurricane was threatening us. Yeah, these life straws have been around for a long time. So uh, the company's been around for a long time. The technology's been around for a long time. Uh, these are tried, proven, uh, very reliable. Uh, you can live off of one or through one of these, if you will. Uh, and, and so I, I highly recommend that even if you're not a survivalist, even if you're not a, a quote unquote prepper, if you will, uh, if you're not expecting to ever be out in the wilderness whatsoever, uh, still get one of these because you never know what can happen and you need water to survive uh, regardless. So Yeah, you can uh, go if, like a, a month without food, but you can't go well, longer than about seven days without water. About seven hours for me, but you know. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, seriously, Tony's right. Uh, you can't go very long without water. You can go a lot longer without food, uh, but without anything to drink, that's a whole nother story. So uh, really do yourself and your family a favor. Pick up one of these for everybody. So I bought it in July of 2018 for a little over $10. They are, oh, wow. They are now fourteen eighty nine uh single pack. And a uh, a dual pack is, oh, uh, this is, that's, that's where you got it from is Amazon because they're uh, just under $33. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, the more you buy, the better uh, deal you get. So, uh, I mean, if you got 10 people in the family, you want to buy two five-packs, uh, there you go. You're going to end up with a, a screaming deal. Uh, so, uh, please, uh, let me know uh, what you think of the Life Straw. If you end up getting one of these, uh, go ahead and give it a test and, uh, and give us a shout. Let us know what you think. Oh, and I would not delay in getting one of these things. They, they are too critical uh to have because you never know when you're not going to have drinkable water uh that you know maybe you can't boil it maybe you can't sanitize it just get these things it's i think this is more important than having a fire extinguisher uh because oh, it, now it, it directly just, affects your life and, and those that you love yeah now that we just outfitted the worst terrorist organization on the planet with billions of dollars of the u.s's best military equipment uh who knows what's going to happen with our water grid so yeah might want to go ahead and get a few and now that you must have at least a couple of these life straws for yourself, we're going to make it easy for you. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the link in the show notes for episode 510. 
Hey, Josh, I don't know if you uh, if you saw the same emails I was getting about the uh, where do I find these show notes <laughs> that you guys keep talking about. Uh, but uh, I was a little concerned that we we're not explaining it to the folks. And I'm sure it's new listeners that aren't aware where they can find the show notes for the pictures and things that we that we talk about. I know we just we've been doing this for ten years, and so we we or more we take this for granted that that you know when we say show notes, people just know what they're talking about, just because we deal with it so often, it's so much of a part of our life that we we take it for granted that that you know we know how to do all this stuff. There's a lot of people out there that aren't as tech savvy as as you or I, and and don't know you know what show notes are or how to get to them through you know, a podcast website, and it all sounds very complicated and, and construed and, and all that sort of stuff. We make it very easy for you guys. Uh, and all you got to do is, is go find our website, jeeptalkshow.com. Everything is there, how to find, you know, contact with us, uh, pictures about us, bios, you know, all that sort of stuff, uh, links and all that, you know, good rot. But if you want to get the specific information that we talk about in an episode, you have to find that episode. And, and so, you know, you look on the website for an episode, maybe it's 327. Well, we're on episode 510, 511, you know, something like that right now. That's a lot of pages to scroll through. You're not going to be able to, to find that episode. So, you know, yeah, we did find a, uh, we did get email from a listener recently who was having a hard time finding these show notes. Uh, and I don't blame him, you know, it's, it's not, you know, exactly the, the, it's right there on the front page, you know, we're always talking about, uh, this sort of stuff and, and well, they're not there. If you just go to the website and start scrolling, you have to click on an episode to open it up, or you, you have to, to search for an episode and then open it up. And you're going to see the same version of the same sort of show notes that we use to record the show with. You're going to see pictures for reference, maybe even a loose transcript of the episode of the segment as well. And so if there was a name of something that you missed or a topic that you would like to keep on hand for future reference, it's all right there in each and every episode. And like I said, this also works for our search function too. So if you're looking for a specific episode or looking for a specific term, company, uh, company name or a topic that we talked about, um, just search, uh, type that into the search uh, search area. Uh, and click on the results. And and while you're there, uh, be sure to check out the Jeep Talk Show glossary of Jeeping and off-roading terp- terminology as well. It's the single largest collection of Jeep and off-road related words and terms that you will find anywhere on the web. So if you heard something on the show and didn't quite know what we're talking about, well, we have a tool for you to, to better learn about what it is that we're talking about. So whether it's show notes or something, uh, a word that you didn't quite understand, it's all right there. All you got to do is use our search function, click on the show notes, click on the results, uh, or click on the episode rather, uh, and you're going to find those show notes. You'll find those results and all that information will be right there at your fingertips. Yeah, and I think this is critically important to mention that the... Uh, all the words that, uh, like in this last segment that Josh did, the must-have stuff pick of the week, all the words that Josh said uh, are in the show notes. So you can literally listen to the segment that Josh is saying and then put those words into the search. Uh, Lifestraw, for example. And it, the the site will go through and find every reference to Lifestraw. And then, uh, you know, if you don't know the, 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 the episode that it was or... You know, you can't remember how long ago that you listened to it. And it's like, do I go back five episodes or 10 or whatever? Just go to the search at the very top of the page. Put in the, any of those words. I mean, you just have to listen to the show and put any of those words in and no, search for it. too much work, man. <laughs> Make me listen. Well, you know, quite often I'm, I'm like the, 
the how do you spell a word from the people for the Zoom meeting and in oh, the and yeah. the Discord channel. Hey, what Tony? What was that show that so and so was on? And he did this and that and the other. And I know what he's talking about, but I have no idea. I can't remember. So I go to the the website and go into the search function and type in some words to find out the information for him. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got we get emails all the time of people. You know, hey, what episode was that that you guys were talking about this one thing? Yeah, and I can't remember. We've done over 500 episodes of this over 10 years uh you know i i just i can't remember the topic for each and every episode off the top of my head so i gotta do the same thing i go to the website type in a search you know a term in the search bar uh go through the results and oh there it is okay it's episode 327 here you go oh and just in case you're concerned we are not saying we're not bitching about you asking you we're not complaining about you uh sending us emails Thank you for no, listening to the show a, and being yeah. interested enough to ask us. And uh, we'll be happy to, to find that information for you. But if you're like me, uh, you don't like waiting around on somebody else. So the search function on the, the webpage is the thing. JeepTalkShow.com. Well, Josh, oh, you, made you, entire, you made it through the entire show. <laughs> I know the internet's still here. How about that? <laughs> yeah, last last week I uh, had a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a foo bar, and uh, yeah, just internet dropped out on me. Uh, it was down for to, hours, wasn't it? Oh, several. Um, according to Comcast Xfinity, uh, there was an outage in my area. It was unplanned, uh, <laughs> and there was some equipment that needed to be upgraded. Uh, and so I, uh, I, I, of course, raised high holy hell, and and uh, I, you I've know got who I am. Asked. Have you ever heard of the Jeep Talk Show? Well, you no, just ruined it. I pulled that card. I pulled that card. <laughs> I'm not joking either. I was like, this was a massive inconvenience. This is a show that happens twice a week. It is the most downloaded Jeep related podcast on the planet, and you guys just decided to pull the plug on me. <laughs> really? And they said, no, a, that's they said a podcast. Josh, everybody has a podcast. <laughs> Right. Not everybody now, has course, a ten-year podcast. I don't even think the person in the call center—I don't have no idea which country they were from—even uh, knew what a Jeep was, let alone a podcast. So, uh, yeah, of course that didn't get me anywhere. But uh, I did get the information <laughs> I was looking for as far as what caused it and and why and and you know how long it took and all that sort of stuff. They did did give me a, a two-day bill credit, so oh, I, I got that. Great. Out of yeah, piece, so. that's that's good. But but yeah, I, that that's why uh, in the middle of a segment, uh, you no longer heard Josh and Tony had to do uh, well an episode and a half all by himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, me and the Zoom people, thank you so much to the Zoom people for uh, filling in for Josh. Uh, yeah, you guys uh, stepped up to the plate and and helped out and filled in the blanks. So yeah, thanks to, to all of you who stuck around and uh, and helped out. I think they all did. I think the only one we uh, I don't think I don't think Travis was there. I was going to say except I think, for Travis. I think yeah, Travis I passed out, but no, he was. That was the week before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Travis. Yep. Hey, and speaking of uh, loving things, you know, some like them, some love them, and yet there are many that can't stand LED headlights. Now, I'm going to ask the question: Where are you on the LED headlight spectrum? Do you like them? Do you love them? Do you hate them? Could you? Uh, do you want to paint them all black? Um, so uh, everybody's going to be somewhere uh, in in this uh, you know in, in this debate. Uh, we're going to see which side you're going to take, and we've got a whole bunch of listeners here with us tonight, and uh, we're going to go through this pretty quick. We've got a bunch. I I may have to skip uh, several of you guys tonight, but I'm going to go to Travis first and foremost here. Travis, are you with us? Uh, do you like LED headlights, or are you uh, vehemently against them? I'm a fan of the LED headlights. I've converted everything over. 
but yes, they are black. Um, meaning I've got a film over the front of it, not a tinted, it's a perforated film. Oh, so interesting. you don't really see it, notice it until they're on. And when they're on, they're bright, but it's a good brand. They've got a clear cutoff, but I am a fan of LED lights. You know, I'm not so much a fan of the early generation of LED headlights. Obviously, uh, every technology has to start somewhere. There's bugs to be worked out of the system, that sort of thing, so on and so forth. Um, and the first generation of LED headlights uh, left a lot to be desired. Uh, I think the technology has come. Well, <laughs> there was that. Yeah, very yes, expensive. Uh, three, 300 in excess of $300, I think, for a pair when uh, the first set came out. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think anybody was, was buying that too much. Uh, but... But yeah, there's, I mean, now, nowadays, uh, you know, you've got definitely a lot of variety, a lot more technology, a lot more R&D has gone behind it, and, they, and they've come a long way. But, uh, but you know, there's, uh, there's people that, that hate them, there's people that love them. Um, Steve, where are you on this spectrum of LED headlights? Do you love them? Do you hate them? Do you, could they go elsewhere? I love them as long as they're properly aimed. Those assholes that put the four inches on them and here. don't adjust them need to be slapped. Yes. Yeah. I, I think anybody uh, who uh, does any sort of suspension modification or even goes up in a tire size, uh, for that matter, on any vehicle, uh, whether, it, whether it be a Jeep or not, uh, needs to take the time to properly readjust the headlights because now you have essentially set the center line of those headlights uh, above where they were previously. And that's going to put that beam right into other people's headlights. And if you've upgraded those headlights to something like, say, LED, uh, yeah, it's going to be a no good, very bad night uh, for anybody who's in front of you. Um, Steve, what would you say? Uh, the, did you did you swap out lenses too? Was it just the uh, was it just the bulb? Did you go uh, with the whole assembly? Uh, how how far did you go with this? I was, you know, when you get a new Jeep and you're you're doing a lot, you gotta pick and choose your battles. So I just changed the bulbs. I didn't change the whole assembly. I, that was just too much damn money. So yeah, I agree with you. I, I, yeah, I see I, no reason for spending hundreds of dollars for an LED headlight. There's there's absolutely no, no reason for that. Agreed. And and people people put down eBay. If you get the Cree brand LEDs, yeah. there you go. Off of eBay, they're cheap and damn, they're bright. I mean, yeah. the uh, ones I put awkward. the ones I put on the XJ were so bright, I had to put a dimmer on them which is a, yeah, uh, a DC motor control, right. by the way. I had to put a dimmer on them because they were so bright. I mean, insanely bright. So I, I, what it gave me was a adjustable uh, headlights, and uh, those people in the left-hand lane that wouldn't get their ass out of the way, uh, they got cooked. <laughs> the back of my ears are burning. What's going on? <laughs> Isaac, uh, are you with heavy LED headlights or against them? We or I've got LEDs on my YJ. I've got the truck light ones. Absolutely love them. And as Steve said, as long as everyone else has got them adjusted, oh man, I guess me too. But as long as everyone's got their lights adjusted properly, they're really nice. I think the, yeah, truck, the truck lights, lights have a nice cutoffs on them. Where my LEDs, my LEDs didn't. Uh, I mean, I was able to uh, fight out with the landing lights on airplanes. So uh, there was that. <laughs> Well, and I think truck light was one of those uh, first on the scene as well with the LED right. headlights. Yeah, they. I think I, if not one of, if not the first uh, company to, to put them out for at least for the Jeeps, as it were. Um, I so, got uh, mine. 
I want to say, well, it would have been over seven years ago because I've been at my new job for seven years, so probably yeah. about eight, nine years ago, and they were about $300. I was going to say, they're like really yeah, expensive. Yeah, I was going to say, by about then, that was early technology. That was early in the early in the LED headlight scene, So, and they're still going strong, yeah? Yeah, they're still, I've got a little bit of like moisture corrosion inside one of them, but it still is running just fine, so I haven't tried to do any sort of warranty because it's probably out of that anyways yeah right by this time seven years gotcha. well you're over the hundred thousand uh lumen hours so sorry there guy <laughs> have you had any problems uh with icing uh and snow buildup on them because they don't get hot i haven't ever noticed any um or they're just so bright they shine right through it yeah one or the other <laughs> i think you have to be in a certain area of the country maybe alaska where the the snow is really wet uh and it builds up easily because i know there was a well, at least one alaskan jeeper that had to put uh heating elements on there so that uh he wouldn't have to get out and scrape the the ice and the snow off his headlights over led headlights over so often interesting yeah, i've heard of in situations yeah. like that but i've never experienced it at least that i'm aware of yeah Maybe maybe the whole front was all covered in snow and the light was just shining right through. Well, uh, we got Josh here with us. Another Josh, and not me here. I'm not going to speak for myself, uh, at least right, not at this point. Josh, LED headlights, yes or no? Yeah, I, uh, I've i upgraded my... Currently, I have a pickup. I've got upgraded the high beams, low beams, and fog lights to uh, LED bulbs. Um, and uh, I'd like to upgrade my wife's car to LED bulbs. Um my old, uh, my first Jeep was an 88 Wagoneer XJ, uh, Wagoneer Limited with the dual stacked headlights. I sure wish I could have had some LEDs in that thing because those, those candles were not very bright oh, at all. Oh, they're horrible. Yeah. Any uh, of the XJ's yeah, lights were horrible. And, and that one had four of them. <laughs> yeah. The, the old 4701s and 4703s. That's right. Yeah. The last time I looked, I couldn't find anything, any LED replacements for those. Yeah, you might have to get into a, a conversion, uh, possibly even a, a European type of, uh, of situation here, or possibly even, even swapping out the lens and bucket altogether uh, and going with something, a, a custom modification uh, type of thing. I, I think I've seen a couple of write-ups, uh, you know, on the, on the interwebs uh, over the years of, of people sort of going different directions with this, but... Uh, uh, you know, I, I haven't uh, gone down that that's, rabbit trail. That's just in, the in standard seven by nine, isn't it? Seven by nine, the same one that was used on the XJ, the 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 two. No. Oh, it is. No, different. it's oh, not. Oh, it's not a, it, Yeah, it's not that size. So, um, the, but that's not the Wagoneer XJs. They were like uh, like a three by four or something like that. They were by five maybe or something. Like, yeah, like, like the old uh, the the first generation caravans and grain caravans. <laughs> Well, that takes me back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what they were. Five by seven. Uh, five by seven or six by seven uh, is, is the size. The the square headlights uh, that aren't really square. Yeah. These these old ones are... Uh, I, I, are they that? They're not the seven by nine no. or, or five by... Yeah, five by they, seven maybe. I thought they were smaller than that even, but... Uh, they, they're like a two by four. Two inch by four inch. Really? I never noticed yeah. that. I mean, I've, seen, I've never seen one in person. I've just seen it like uh, on forums and things. I just assumed they were for just like the the the, the two headlight XJs. Well, but, and that's but sealed beam too. That's sealed beam. 
Yeah, that's that's not a that's not a housing with a replaceable bulb. That's a sealed well, the X shade's the same way. No. I mean, it, it uh, you can let's see, is that right? Yes, yeah, it was a sealed the, beam. The, it was a sealed beam, but they make housings to where you can play, replace the uh, you know you can put an H four in the back of them. Yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm yeah, sorry, I'm the, I'm talking too church. much, and we have a lot of people. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> going down this way too far. Uh, Christopher, you've got a Grand Cherokee. I know that much at least. Have uh, Have you swapped over to the LEDs on on that ride yet? Uh, yes, I have, and I did it with my truck as well. Um, all I did was change the bulbs out. <clears throat> I did my fog lights, and I put in actual yellow fog lights. Oh, very good. Uh, <clears throat> and then um, the whole icing issue, I was driving yeah. my truck in a snowstorm to uh, uh, Kansas to see my aunt. And I had to get out three times because my, <clears throat> my lights were actually getting really, really dim, and I didn't know why. I bet you and they I was, scared the hell out of you, too. Yeah, I was really oblivious to the no heat won't um, actually get the, uh, the, the yeah. icing to kind of fall off the, the front of the head. <clears throat> you're the, probably uh, thinking that the, your alternator was going out. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking my power is going down, but I still had power in the cab. I was like, I don't understand what's going on. And I pulled over to get fuel, and I looked, and... <laughs> And I probably had a quarter inch of ice on the front of my truck. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my gosh. So I scraped it all off and then um, ended up getting some uh, Rain-X and putting on the front That's of it. That's a good idea. Hey, there you go. And the That's a good, uh, good And the call. real weird thing was the uh, Johnny Nash, uh, I can see clearly now, started playing on the radio when he uh, took off. <laughs> Let's just say it was a lot easier to see on the way there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about that? Well, that's a good tip, man. Uh, thanks for that, Christopher. Really appreciate yeah. that. Uh, I'm going to skip a couple of you guys just because I know that you're uh, you're here with us each and every week. I'm going to uh, kind of go over uh, to a couple other names here. Um, we've got uh, uh, Brent Pritchard here with us. Uh, Brent actually emailed the show here recently, so I, I want to talk to Brent really quick. Uh, Brent, stay tuned to a, a future uh, Tech Talk. I've got a, a little bit more detail to share with you. Uh, but uh, Brent emailed the show. We're going to be talking about him here in our next episode, so stick around for that. But Brent, for now, uh, what would you say about LED headlights? Are you a fan or not so much? Yeah, I'm, I'm from the Tony Mulcaroy <laughs> school of LEDs. Oh, I got oh, them right and cheap off Amazon. So. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just, I hate those jerks that can't point their lights. Like, yeah. But I'm all about them. You know, I, I'm, I, I've kind of been against them for uh, a, a long time, but I think it's all, I'm only against those who don't re-aim their headlights. There's there's several vehicles that I've ran into over the years where I see them uh, frequently on the morning commute, that sort of thing, and and it's just like, dude, seriously, you've got to re-aim your lights. I, I get this guy that b behind me every so often, and it's just, I mean, I, I either he's driving with his brights on, or else he just never really re-aimed the Brodozer. And, and it's just, it was just beaming right through the back of my skull. And so it's, it's all about that, you know, are you going to take the time to re-aim them or are you just being a douche and you've got a hundred watt LED light bulbs on your, on the front of your, uh, front of your rig and, and no, there's no amount of aiming whatsoever that's going to, you know, dim those things down enough to not blind everybody in front of you. 
So, you know, I'm, I've kind of been on the fence uh, both ways. I've got a lot of respect for the technology uh, and what it does and how it performs. But at the same time, uh, you know, with uh, great power comes great responsibility. And there's not all those who uh, would take the LED headlight ownership with a, a lot of responsibility. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. It's all about the aiming. We've got uh, Nikki G in the house. Nikki G, LED headlights, yes or not so much? Uh, everybody's going to hate me, but no, I don't really care for LEDs too much. Uh, I like the uh, sealed beams. <laughs> I, I tend to drive too close to the person in front of me, and I get pelted with rocks all the time, and it's, it's just easier to maintain. Well, you have to, you have to get, go so close to it because you can't see anything unless you're really close to it with those dim headlights. <laughs> I, I like the surprise of where I'm going. You know? I don't like to know where I'm going until I get there. <laughs> we'll have to get we'll have to get Wendy on here to find out about uh, Nikki G surprises. <laughs> uh, half the time he just drives without the headlights on. Hey, how's uh, how's Henry doing? He's still alive and kicking. <laughs> Henry is the the uh, Nikki G rooster that you hear often in the background. And let yeah. everybody know you are the Nikki G that calls in uh, every week uh, for every episode for the last. Gosh, eight years at least, maybe longer. Oh, at least, yeah. yeah. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, I'm here talking about headlights, but that's not why I'm calling. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I just got fired from my job at the calendar factory. Yeah, I missed a day. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> that's Nikki G, everybody. Uh, Keith's uh, here. Keith's iPhone is at least with us. Uh, Keith, are you with your iPhone? <laughs> I am. I am, it's as about as, as advanced as I get. And as far as the LEDs, you guys must all be living good lives because I want my Jeep dark and quiet. Dark <laughs> I want to <laughs> sneak to where I'm going. I want to sneak in and sneak out. I don't need all the advertisement. I just want to keep I a think low I knew profile. A guy who, I think I knew a guy who uh, drank his coffee that way. What, dark uh, and quiet. what color is your Jeep? <laughs> It's orange. Oh, that's not the color I expected. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed in a million years. <laughs> it's that, it's I that count it's burnt orange. Burnt orange. One hand. I can count on one hand how many orange Jeeps I've seen in my life. That's the, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, good time. I, want, I wanted good to time. say red. I wanted yeah. to say red, but I couldn't lie. Red would have been better. Oh, that red. was the wrong answer. Say. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, but well, I know no, there's I, I know there's several of you out there who I didn't call on, and uh, and I'm sorry. We've got a long list tonight, and we are very short on time. Uh, and so we uh, encourage you guys to stick around. Uh, we and if you're new, brand new to the show, uh, and you are uh, wanting to get in on the campfire side chat, it is very easy to do, and we highly encourage it. Uh, for new names, we always bump you guys up to the top of the list. Uh, try and get to you first. Uh, versus the uh, the people who are around the campfire uh, each and every week. Now, that's not to say we don't appreciate you guys. Uh, we love seeing this uh, Zoom room fill up, and and it's a lot of fun, too. Uh, oh, and we and they still have fun, even if they don't get on the oh, show. They're talking saying, to each other. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, is, is, is I hear all the time, each and every week, about things that are going on in the Zoom room that I wish I could have participated <laughs> in, but I've got to do the show, and it's like, you guys are having more fun over there than Tony and I are having over here, and it's like, ah, I want to be on both, but, uh, but I can't. But you can, you can be on both the Zoom room and the Jeep Talk Show, uh, and how you do that is, well, you can join the Campfire Side Chat by following us on Facebook or receiving notifications via our newsletter. And it's very easy to sign up for the newsletter. All you got to do is go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. 
and you're going to find a link to click and sign up, and it's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. But for now, I'd like to thank John, Steve, Isaac, Josh, Christopher, Larry, Bob, Brent, Chris, Greg, Jimmy, Keith, Nikki G, of course, and as well as Travis for all joining in on the Campfire Side Chat. For those who I didn't call on, I'm sorry. I will get to you next time. Well, that's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to check out what we're posting on TikTok. We promise it's nothing like Tony's fans-only page. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. You know, someone once asked me if I had ever experienced culture shock. I wasn't too sure. I had to think about it for a second, but I think it happened once when I peed on an electric fence. That'll do it. You know, the uh, I saw recently that fans only is not going to uh, help allow porn any longer. So there's like no reason to be on there. Podcasting since 2010.